This is an IG paid post. The news and editorial staff of the Financial Times had no role in its preparation. Hello and welcome to IG's Decoding the Markets. I'm Victoria Scholar and with me on the pod today is IG analyst Josh Mahoney and Jack Schwager, who's the author of many books, including the best-selling and iconic Market Wizards series. He's currently the chief research officer and co-founder of FunSeeder, a web-based company that seeks to identify undiscovered trading talent worldwide. And today we're here to talk about trading psychology, more specifically how to control your emotions. So thanks, Josh, and thanks, Jack, for both being here. I wanted to start with Jack. Would you say that fear and greed are the emotions that drive trading decisions the most? Those are two of the main ones, but uh, emotions uh, for most people drive trading and investment decisions and are probably the Achilles heel uh, of six, you know, for success uh, for most people. Their emotions are generally just a negative influence and anything you can do to eliminate or mitigate emotions from trading and investment decisions is beneficial. Josh, do you echo that view? Do you think that emotions are the Achilles heel of a trader? Yeah, I guess when you think about trading, you know, you think about entries and exits, and it always seems to be that the sort of psychological element of it and, you know, fear and greed uh, can be the kind of thing that can really sort of drag you down and and stop you from getting the right entry and perhaps getting the right exit so certainly sort of keeping keeping a lid on those and making sure that you're trying to be objective so to speak um, can allow you to be a much more profitable trader in the long run. Jack why, why is it that emotions seem so often to act as a hindrance rather than a help when it comes to trading? Uh, well it's basically I think evolutionary in, in that um, our emotions have, have evolved in ways that might have benefited us in uh, in ways of survival, but in in the world uh, like fear to run away from from an animal, you know, an animal or whatever it might be. But in the markets, those same emotions lead the wrong way. And, and so, like an emotion like fear, what it will do is people will will have a tendency of tying in fear and greed together. As an example, uh, greed will will influence people to take larger positions then they can comfortably hold without fear. And doing so will then make them very, very fearful uh, when the market goes a little bit against them and often result in them, let's say, getting out of a position that would have been profitable that they could have held if they had put it on in a proper size. And all of this derives out of emotions that are, that are part of the human nature for, for good evolutionary reasons, but are very, very poor uh, in, in when it comes to trading. So, Jack, how should we go about trying to control these emotions then? Well, the, um, there are a couple of things. Uh, w- one of the things I advise, uh, and it's not my first advice, it's what I got out of interviewing some of the great traders, uh, and one thing that came out uh, particularly is that uh, it's great to make your decisions of where to get out before you get into a trade, uh, whether it's whether you put a hard stop in where to get out or, or, uh, or you're mentally committed to get out at that price. And the reason for that is, that it it allows you to make that decision of where you're wrong on a market before you have the trade and before you're emotionally tied into it. And so you can make a much more objective and rational decision. It also can define what your maximum loss approximately is on the trade. Uh, Rather than just going in and then the market goes against you and you panic, you don't know whether to to hold or to delay, and, and people end up holding and holding. And 
small losses end up being large losses. So if you make these decisions before you enter a trade, then uh, that's one way to control and get rid of emotions. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, you're talking certainly uh, about the stop loss en- uh, element of the trade. I think that's certainly the the, the part that I always stress to, to people that are trading. You know, a lot of people trade without stop losses in particular, um, and a lot of the time that adds so much sort of emotion into trading when you're constantly looking at markets and and wondering whether you should hold on for a little bit longer or get out too early. So certainly, I think stop losses are really crucial. Take profit, take profits. Probably less so, but certainly important. I think another thing to mention is also this idea of being able to set up a, a sort of trading plan or a trading journal um, to be able to sort of look at your trading style and trading strategy a little bit more objectively to be able to develop some sort of strategy uh, to be able to follow in the future rather than constantly sort of riding on the back of your emotions and how you feel at any given point in time. And I would second what Josh has said that, you know, a trading journal is really a good idea. Uh, particularly for trades where you've, you recognize you've done something wrong and to memorialize that in writing uh, in a place where you can go back and see it in the future so you don't end up repeating the same mistakes. So uh, a trading journal, not for every trade, but for trades where there's a lesson to be learned. And the lesson does not depend, I would stress here, whether you made money or lost money. That's not the issue. It's whether you made the right decisions or the wrong decisions. And when, uh, when you did something absolutely wrong or absolutely right, uh, to put that down in writing so you, it will serve to reinforce it is a, is a very good idea. Now, Josh, you're a technical analyst, and I think a lot of traders see this as a way to take some of the emotion out of their trading. Tell us a bit about how you look at technical analysis and if you think it helps you to kind of master that side of investing in trading. Yeah, I, I think technical analysis is a funny one because a lot of people that don't necessarily follow it think that it's a load of nonsense, quite honestly. Um, I think that, you know, you can take it as far as you want to and, and you can make it as simple as you want to. And and for the most part, a lot of technical analysis is sort of self-fulfilling uh, in that a lot of people are following the, the similar kind of things. You know, a lot of the time I, I utilize Fibonacci's in a lot of my trading setups. And, you know, for me, it's not as much about the history of Fibonacci and what it means in terms of the the natural world and everything that's gone before, but more so the fact that other people are watching those key levels. So certainly, you know, knowing that people are willing to trade around certain levels, whether they be key historical levels, you know, all-time highs, things like that, or whether it be key Fibonacci levels or, or, or moving averages. That's that's what's, uh, I think, really interesting and, and gives you a, a clue of whether market's going to move in one way or another, the way that it responds to certain key levels. Well, I think you sort of alluded to this in the start of your answer, but there are, you know, plenty of investors who would shun a lot of technical analysis. Warren Buffett, for example, steers clear of charting. Um, Jack, I know you're not a day trader, but you make technical analysis work for you does it really work and why do you think there's this skepticism out there yeah uh, so first of all you know there's no right answer it's not like technical analysis is the right answer and fundamentals is the wrong answer vice versa Uh, like i've interviewed enormously successful traders who have been purely technical and cynical of fundamentals and vice versa so that's clearly not it but what is important is you got to decide what works for you and uh and so it's a personal choice and it's a personal discovery uh, now, I personally have you know, done both in my lifetime, and I've ultimately gravitated to technical. That doesn't mean that's the right answer. One thing I would throw out about technical is you read the most textbooks on it. They'll give you certain patterns and certain information, 
and, and they're not cookbooks. We're not talking about physics where, where you can predict where the orbit of a planet's going to be because they follow the, the rules exactly. Uh, markets are not like that. Now, technical analysis is a tool, and it's different in, in for each practitioner. And actually, one of the things that I've uh, advised myself is one of the most useful applications for technical analysis is when it gives you a signal that conventional wisdom about technical analysis would say is, let's say, a buy for, for argument's sake, and then the market goes up a little bit and then then fails, then comes down, that actually is a better sell signal than the original buy signal. So it's how you use technical analysis. It's not that there's anything magic about it itself. And Jack, you said that pattern failures are actually more significant than the patterns themselves. I found that really interesting. Can you expand a bit more on that? Yeah, and in fact, I... I, I I wrote a, my, my very first book before the Market Wizard books was a book called Complete Guide to the Futures Markets, and I, it was revised uh, a year ago. And, and in that, I have a whole chapter on this concept that it's that if you, that really it's so psychological, really, and 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 uh, patterns failing really mean that people. Uh, let's take as an example: uh, say the market has been trading sideways for a long time, then goes to a new high. And there's a lot of excitement, and people buy. Maybe there's a news item, and the market goes a couple of days, and then starts falling precipitously and goes back into the trading range, deep in the trading range. Well, in that situation, what's what's basically happened is a whole bunch. You know, a whole bunch of people have seen this. They've seen all the same things. They've gone in. They followed the the classical pattern, um, and now they're they're losing money, and there may not really have been anything for the market to go higher. And it's what we've called a, a bull trap. Right now, just switching focus slightly, I wanted to get both of your views on risk management tools. Um, Josh, perhaps you could just start by letting us know exactly what they are and how we can use them to achieve better outcomes. Yeah, I think probably the, the most simple tools that you can utilize are going to be your stop loss and take profit. And, you know, we were talking earlier about about how important it can be to be able to sort of limit your losses. Certainly, you know, I guess when we're talking about psychology, you always come back to this idea of people, unfortunately, letting their losers run and cutting their winners short. And certainly that's one thing that if you can limit the amount that you're actually losing and make sure that when you do lose and we all lose, you know, that you're actually minimizing those losses and you're able to take advantage of the winners. I think that's 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 one of the key things behind trading. Make sure you don't have any of these huge losses. And certainly that's why I always say to people, you know, you've got to use those stop losses. You've got to know the objective point at which your trade idea is wrong. And certainly I feel all too much people don't necessarily utilize uh, the likes of the stop loss in particular. Um, and it can be a very simple but powerful tool in trying to minimize your losses and as such maximizing your long-term profitability. Yeah, well, I, I fully agree with everything Josh said, and, and, and I would add that, uh, that in, in all these interviews I've done, uh, repeatedly, uh, probably more than almost any message that comes, what comes back is it's all about risk management. It's not getting the right signal. It's not being brilliant about, about trades. It's all about risk management. And trader after tra- successful trader after trader will say, um, I worry about not losing money. I don't worry about making the money. Uh, that's the mindset, and that's what's important. All right. Now that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much to my guests, Jack Schwager and Josh Mahoney. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of IG's Decoding the Markets, all about trading psychology. I'm Victoria Scholar and make sure to listen in again next week.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.